the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Program guests and Craig Roberts not affiliated with Vitucci and Associates. Information provided for illustrative purposes only does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information obtained from sources deemed reliable, but accuracy and completeness not guaranteed. Vitucci and Associates have no liability for information discussed. Consult with qualified investment, tax, or legal professional prior to taking action. Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA, SIPC, Vitucci and Associates, and United Planners Financial Services are not affiliated. Pat Vitucci says, don't invest and forget. Welcome to Don't Invest and Forget, a weekly financial news magazine designed to educate and equip you with the roadmap and direction you need to manage your money, meet your financial goals, and instill confidence in your investment choices on the road to retirement. Your host is author, radio commentator, and investment advisor, Pat Vitucci of Vitucci & Associates. With over 30 years' experience in the world of finance and investment planning, Pat specializes in personal and corporate investment management with special emphasis on retirement planning. Mortgage rates on the move again, and neither buyers nor sellers are happy. Q2 GDP numbers turn out better than we thought, but not as good as we had hoped. Biden's student loan forgiveness may be good for families, but is it bad for the economy? And banning gas-powered cars in California. Great for the environment, but is it realistic? Welcome once again to another edition of Don't Invest and Forget, the program that each and every week helps you keep your finger on the pulse of your money from Wall Street to Main Street to your wallet. Our host, 30-plus year financial manager and the principal of Vitucci & Associates, Pat Vitucci, and I'm Craig Roberts. Well, Pat, it's been kind of an Eeyore week on Wall Street. Not really anything spectacular going on in either direction, though certainly many eyes are on Jackson Hole right now to see what comes out of the important financial meetings down there and continued speculation over what the Fed's next move may be. Certainly trying to tighten money policy has been part of the big agenda to control inflation. But I guess there's that very delicate tipping point when you go between controlling inflation to damaging the economy and, of course, trying to understand exactly where that crossover point is takes a very deft touch, doesn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of conflicting economic indicators. It's a little confusing when you look at the totality of the market from a 30,000-foot view. We've got China closing down two major cities. And get this, there are only eight cases in these cities, and they shut these entire cities down with millions of people in it. So China's been extremely reactive to even a mild number of cases. And there's a fair amount of unrest brewing. There's there's a graffiti being painted on walls in China saying, you know, it's been three years and we're still being locked up and there's a fair amount of tension. And of course, their economy is stalled as well. When China stalls and we're not buying as much from China, you know, those are two major contributors to the world economy. It tends to have a major impact. We'll see another rate increase. Chairman Powell will meet again, maybe another half point, maybe three quarters of a point, depending on what the data shows immediately before their meeting. But again, that would further put another 
punch in, in the stomach. The real estate market, which has slowed fairly consistently in the last several months. Here's a big question. Will Elon Musk buy Twitter? There's a um, former employee. His nickname is Mudge. And he has basically echoed Musk's concern about the bots and the fake accounts. Twitter has not done a very good job in documenting how many fake accounts there really are. And so will this add to Elon Musk's argument that I'm not paying $43 billion, I'll buy it, but it's got to be for a whole lot less, or will the courts demand they buy it, or the breakup fee is a billion dollars. I mean, that's a big number in anybody's pocket, even Mr. Musk. So we'll watch that legal case carefully to see what side of the um, the argument the courts believe. But this latest revelation by this whistleblower, will that tilt the scale to Musk's favor? Peloton, the darling of Wall Street during COVID years, has dropped dramatically. We know in the last 8 to 10 to 12 months, they just announced they will now begin selling their Peloton equipment through Amazon. I think they're losing $650 million a quarter, Craig. Those are pretty serious numbers for any size company, but I'm not sure if the former president of Peloton thought the COVID thing was going to last forever, and they were on this never-ending sales level that was was never going to abate. Clearly, it did, and they were not prepared for this sudden decline in interest in buying Peloton bikes. Jackson Hole meeting is this week. How do you get invited to Jackson Hole, Craig? I watch my mailbox, but I don't think I'm high on the list. Just what don't do run think? in the right circles. <laughs> I, I guess not. But there's always some interesting news, merger, acquisitions, sales, or swapping of executives. And at that ionosphere, there's always some... Um, Interesting tidbits that come out of that meeting. Markets are trudging along. Lost a little bit of steam in the last week or so. The Dow Jones is down about 1,000 points from what it was just a couple weeks ago. So the real question is, is this a bear market or is this a head fake or are we onto something real? The numbers are still coming in fairly respectably. Retail sales have been flat. Nordstrom's, Macy's came in with some flat numbers. There's certainly caution on the consumer's part. Consumer is not out enthusiastically spending. We are in for a a correction or a decline in some of these major indices. We'll we'll have to watch that carefully. If you're a long-term investor, continue to submit to you. This could be a good buying time. Dollar cost averaging is always a good idea. You buy a little bit each paycheck or a little bit each month. You, You buy into this alleged depressed market. Will we get back to Dow 35,000? We'll soon see. I think this coming election, a couple short months from now, will kind of further define where we go in 23. Energy is going to be a big issue. Europe allegedly is in for a cold, hard winter. Their water supplies are low. And with the Russia-Ukraine war, natural gas and oil are going to be um, front and center in terms of supply versus demand. So uh, lots of the major economies in for potentially a rough winter, not even to speak of if we get a resurgence of COVID numbers. I pray to God we do not, but we've never been through this before. And so we'll have to monitor this carefully, look at the data as it comes in 
as much as CNBC or Bloomberg can pontificate about recession or soft landing or hard landing, no one really knows. It's what the data says. We'll watch the underpinnings of what drives the economy. Pat, one of the big stories, of course, we're following this week has been the announcement about Biden's student loan forgiveness plan, which certainly for individuals that are looking at fifty, sixty, a hundred thousand dollars in student indebtedness, that probably comes as very welcome news. But you know, this is also a major source of income for the federal government. And one of the reasons why they've been reluctant to engage in any significant student loan forgiveness is ultimately it adds to the federal deficit. At a time like this, certainly it feels potentially political, given the fact the midterms are quickly upon us. But I have to wonder in terms of the overall benefit, good for individual families, not so good for the economy? Well, again, without getting political, there's the philosophical thing about what does that teach our young people when they make a commitment and somebody comes along and says, oh, that's okay. We're going to forgive 10000 or 20000 depending on your income level, et cetera, et cetera. There's some rules to whether you're getting a $10,000 forgiveness or a $20,000. Economists believe it adds to the inflation issue. If these young people are not spending $500 a month on their loan and they're out spending more, it further exacerbates the supply-demand issue, the supply chain issue we have today. So it does potentially add some argument that it's inflationary. That's not good on top of a 9.1 recent inflation number that we saw. So there's a philosophical thing and there's an economic issue to this. Pat, folks continue to be somewhat mesmerized by Elon Musk, in some ways good, in some ways not so good. He's in the news yet once again as Tesla is about to perform a three-for-one stock split. And, of course, the state of California issuing new rules related to the goal ban on sales of gas-powered vehicles in the state of California by 2035. I just have to wonder, while this certainly seems to be extremely beneficial for the environment, is it necessarily practical and can government really force decisions if car drivers can't afford or don't want EVs. Yeah, this is one of these wonderful announcements that rarely is implemented. I can remember years ago, the government coming out and saying, GM and Chrysler and Ford, you must produce cars that will generate 50 miles per gallon fuel efficiency. And that never happened. The one that thing that we can't forget is the electric cars are great. But you plug that electric car into your wall or into your office building when you go to work, where does that office building get its power from? Either coal-fired plants or oil-fired fossil fuel plants somewhere. So they interviewed a politician and she was proudly saying how she drove her electric car and she plugged it in. And the reporter says, well, you plug it into the building, right? Yeah. Well, where does the power, well, the power comes from the building. But where does the building get its power from? And she was stymied. She was so proud of announcing her electric car, but failed to drill down and find out ultimately it came from either gas-powered utility companies or coal-backed companies. Listen, this thing, political, will be a bouncing ball for 2035, next 13 years. This thing will get changed 12 different times every other year by some politician promising this or promising that. I think clearly we're going in that direction. Whether 13 years is too aggressive, who knows? Rarely do these pronouncements ever effectively work 
just like back in the 70s and 80s when we had the gas lines, the government said, the big three, you must produce cars that generate 50 miles per gallon efficiency. A look at the latest news, the world of money, and its impact on your financial life as this edition of Don't Invest and Forget continues. Pat Fittucci says, Don't invest and forget. Invest and forget. Invest and forget. Dreaming of retirement. It's something that we all eventually do, and certainly as we grow closer and closer to that imaginary date, and it is fundamentally an arbitrary date, whether we decide to retire at 55, 60, 65, it really has more to do with your own financial wherewithal than anything imaginary on the calendar. But that said, it's a date we all look forward to. But once we arrive there and we finally have that sense of freedom, we've got the time to do what we want, And if we've been dutiful at setting money aside in an IRA and a 401k, hopefully the nest egg with which to do those things we've always wanted to do. The problem comes in that sometimes folks get a bit enthusiastic when it comes to fulfilling all of those dreams at retirement, and they start spending money like there's a bottomless pit, which we all know at the end of the day, there is none. So how do you go about managing your income as well as your outgo in retirement to make sure that your retirement doesn't outlast your money? Some insights now with our host, 30-plus year financial manager, Pat Fittucci, along with premier financial advisor, Joel Everett. And Pat, this has got to be a sad tale, and undoubtedly you must run into cases every now and then of someone who's worked for a lifetime, set that money aside dutifully, reaches retirement, goes all in, and they're buying the boat, they're heading off to the vacation in Europe, they're taking the cruise, doing all the things that they've always dreamt of doing, and then just a scant few years in, begin to realize, "Uh uh-oh, we're spending it faster than we are earning it, And there is a serious threat now to the notion that we might end up outlasting our money. Suddenly, folks, a few years into retirement are potentially looking at having to go back to work again. And unless you're doing it because it's just something you want to do to get out of the house, that's a pretty sad state of affairs. Yeah, the level of preparation, amazingly, is so diverse. I've been doing this for a long time, and... In many cases, we are able to tell that new person that comes in for our consultation, congratulations, you're in great shape. The reality of what you've been doing is going to work. And here's a plan to track your retirement dollars and let's go down the road together and things generally work out. Occasionally, Greg, we are in the unenviable position of saying, oh my gosh, sorry, you need to work X more years. And we'd be not dutiful in telling that person the absolute truth. We don't want to look at life through rose-colored glasses. We've got to take those glasses off and say, wow, here's some work we need to do to continue to prepare for retirement. So it's the planning. And, you know, we always tell our young folks, the first paycheck you get Put 10% at least, maybe 15 if you can afford it, away for retirement. Well, you know what a 20-something-year-old is thinking about. They're not thinking about retirement. But those who have the wisdom and the, um, the fortitude of looking forward will take that advice and begin to chip away at this monster number 
a million dollars plus in the Bay Area is what you're going to need to retire on in today's dollars. Gosh knows what it's going to look like 30 and 40 years from now. So we always encourage our young people to start immediately so they get into that pattern of behavior that understands that we all know retirement comes a whole lot quicker than we ever thought. Here's a collection of items that we think are important items that you may not have thought about, but it can easily lead to you running out of money. And then you've got to say, oh my gosh, hey boss, could I have that job back? Meanwhile, they've hired two 30-year-olds at half the cost. And suddenly you look like a dinosaur coming back in a, a couple years later where your skills may have atrophied or your, your costs are just prohibitive. The big one that we've seen, mom or dad, one of the two of you, or maybe God forbid both, has an illness and you don't have a long-term care plan, that nursing home plan that nobody wants to buy. 3% of retirees own a long-term care plan. And listen to this. 50% of us, five zero fifty percent will need some kind of long-term care treatment, whether it's bringing a person in the home to help with bathing or dressing or some medical need, or in the worst case scenario, being subject to a nursing home confinement. It is very expensive. We all know the costs. Perhaps in a nursing home, it's eight to $10,000 a month. That's post-tax money you've got to spend. So you're looking at a hundred grand plus a year coming out of your portfolio. That is a significant item. So understanding a long-term care plan, while it's not fun to pay that premium, it sure comes in handy when and if that care is needed. You know, the next uh, thing we want to look at is actually a good problem to have. It's living longer than you expected one in four 65 year olds today will live to the age of 90. And uh, that's according to the social security administration. Can you put that in writing for me? (laughs) (laughs) You'll go way beyond that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate Um, that. But if you plan for a 20 year retirement and your retirement is actually 30 years, then there's a, that's a major discrepancy. Luckily through planning and a proper plan uh, with a financial planner, your planner can factor in these type of things. There's actually websites where you can estimate your uh, life expectancy with a life expectancy calculator. It will base it upon your uh, health and family history and to kind of get a, a window of your uh, life expectancy. That's a little morbid, but also important when you're talking about planning. And if you don't have a plan, the perfect time to come talk to us and we can take a look at your portfolio and make sure that you don't run out of money. I mean, part of the strategies is to have a uh, diversified portfolio, use strategies such as lifetime income from an annuity. These type of strategies probably limit your withdrawal rate to 4%. And these type of things can keep you safe from outliving your money. You know, I've heard more people radio, TV, or people we run into say that 4% number, I can't live on 4%. I need to take out 8%. And it's almost a demand that they insist on. I can't live on, well, that's okay. But the reality of it is, what if you live too long, as you're suggesting, that 8% withdrawal rate 
you're going to run out of money uh, a whole lot sooner than uh, you ever thought. Tied into that is health care. Now, we know retirees have Medicare, and hopefully you've got a, a supplemental plan. But what if you have some issues, you or your spouse, or if you're single, you've got some health issues that is not covered by Medicare and your, your supplemental plan? Or your prescription costs can be pretty outrageous. So we've got to take into account health care and how does that factor into your budget. And again, all this is paid with post-tax money. So you've got to make 100 bucks, and then you get taxed on it in the, let's say, 25 30% bracket. You're now down to 70 or 75 bucks. That's the real money you're going to spend. That's your disposable income. And if healthcare becomes a bigger issue for you or your spouse, that's an issue that can get you to run out of money. On today's program, we're talking about the 14 signs you could possibly run out of money in retirement. Of course, this runs the gambit from poor planning to insufficient amount of money in your nest egg to spending way too much money early on, you know, buying the boat the motorhome, multiple trips around the world. Just before the break, Pat, you were talking about this idea of folks spending too much money on toys and goodies and things of that sort. But of course, that's not the only thing that can quickly erode our cash in retirement. Joel? Speaking of that, and you know, uh, what we talked in the earlier segment on inflation, a lot of people don't take inflation into consideration when they're doing their planning for retirement. You know, normally it's 3% a year historically, but we're looking at 7% now. So you take that seven, $75, $70 uh, that you have after you've been taxed on it, now reduce it by 7%. Power of your dollar keeps getting less and less. So planning inflation into your strategy is imperative. You know, something that you can do to help yourself is things such as Wait till you're 70 to claim your Social Security to get the, the maximum check, and that'll give you the maximum cost of living adjustment from the Social Security Administration. Joel, what about unexpected big ticket items you gotta, you got to buy in retirement? What about the car you drive? Is that going to last you for the next 30 years? Probably not. You probably need to factor in buying a car. How about appliances? Appliances used to be pretty modest money, but if you looked at the cost of refrigerators, washer, dryers, air conditioning systems, uh, how about the roof? Is your roof in, in great shape? What about the maintenance of your home? Do you have to do any major work on your home? How's your landscaping? Your landscaping in pretty good shape? So all those big ticket items, and a lot of people say in the last couple of years of your work life, you should really trick out your house and spiff it up. So at least you've got your starting retirement with maybe a window of five, six, seven, maybe 10 years on some of these items, you don't get a big surprise because those big ticket items, when they cost a lot of money, you're taking it right out of your portfolio and therefore there's less money to grow, less income to be driven from it. So we've got to be be very careful about those big ticket items. Yeah, in contrast to that, another thing to be aware of is, is the changing of your spending habits in retirement. So let's say on the other side, you're not buying big ticket items. You're doing some penny pinching and being a good saver, a good investor, you get into retirement. 
people dream of retirement and they dream of travel and doing lots of things and activities and they're finally free to do all the things they want to do. Well, all of that costs money. The cost of everything is going up. You mean the trip to Europe is not free? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't think so. But if you can find one for me, let's both go. Yeah. So when you're in retirement, you travel, you golf. If you change your spending habits from penny pinching to being a spender, then that's not probably in your plan and you will erode your nest egg faster than expected. But luckily there are free things that you can do. And, you know, instead of making that big trip to Europe twice a year, you can look for free and low cost ways to stay connected with others, volunteer in the community, join a book club, these type of things to make sure that uh, you don't erode all that uh, savings. Oh, how about your kids? You love those kids. They're just wonderful. They've been so good to you. They respect you. Your favorite child comes to you and said, mom and dad, I need to borrow some money and I promise I'll pay you back. We've run into a little problem or we'd like to buy that bigger house or we need a car. And so you love your kids so much. Of course, darling, I'll loan you that $50,000 to put the pool in your backyard buy that SUV you need to run my wonderful grandchildren to school. And then the payback period starts and whoops, they missed the first month and they made the second month and they missed the third and the fourth month. And suddenly they perhaps run into trouble or they just not able to pay you back. So again, that 50 grand you took out of your portfolio again is not generating income from it. It may be gone forever. It may not be, but separating that love, that emotion you have, we all have for our kids. Tough love is the order of the day. And sorry, kids, uh, mom and dad cannot afford to quote loan you money. We're living pretty tight on our retirement and not going to happen. Pretty tough call to make when push comes to shove, isn't it? Yeah. That advice holds true for this and it's spoiling grandchildren. You're loaning money to kids, but they have kids. And now grandma and grandpa always want to spoil the the grandkids. However, again, that can get out of control, unexpected spending. And uh, especially if there's a distance and you're traveling often to see grandchildren. And I think it's about setting expectations about what you are willing and are not willing to spend, especially with education and these type of things, you know, education costs are very high. Luckily, there are things like 529 plans that we can help you out with in order to help build an education nest egg for for the grandkids. Yeah, just another thing that people don't think about when they're paying here and paying there for the grandkids because they want to spoil them. How about taxes? Pretty simple thing, Joel, but we tend to overlook what our gross check is going to be and what our net check is going to be. Now, in most cases, our tax bracket goes down in retirement. It doesn't go away. It may go from 50 down to 30% or 25%. But we've got to understand for that Medicare check or that pension check or the 401k distribution, the IRA distribution, all that is gross money. So if all that means you're making $50,000 a year and you're in the 25% tax bracket, That dramatically changes the net number you have to go to the grocery store, to pay your car payment. Perhaps you have a mortgage or perhaps you want to take that trip to Hawaii. All that needs to be 
in a very cold fashion, look at the net net number, understanding what your net number is and not calculating your gross income is a frequent misconception. It's a frequent error in how you're going to drive your, your monthly budget. Look at your monthly budget, look at the net number, and hopefully there's enough cushion there left over each month because as we all know, there'll be surprises. So taxability doesn't go away. It may, it may go down, but it rarely goes to zero. Next thing to consider is fees. So you're, you're doing the right thing. You've got your investments, 401k investment accounts and high fees. And the high fees are going to cause a, what we call a, a fee drag on your account. So a lot of people don't know that in their 401k that they are paying fees. So that's something that we offer is we always offer to look at people's portfolio, their 401k, and look at not only what they're invested in and if they're invested in properly, but also what the fees are and if we can get a reduction in the fees through one of our plans, these type of things. Today, a look at the 14 signs you could run out of money in retirement. So far, we've talked about a variety of issues, including overspending, perhaps not appropriately planning for the impact of things like rampant inflation that could impact, certainly, your retirement savings. But Pat Fatucci, I'm curious, are there other potential surprises out there that some folks might perhaps not have considered? Here's one that no one likes to face, divorce. Gray divorce, as it's called, people are nearing retirement. People tend to take a fresh look at the next chapter of their life. As you near retirement, sometimes, sadly, you don't want to be with that person for the rest of your life. When you're working, you're, you're running, you're hustling, you get home from work, you have dinner together, maybe you watch a TV show, and then you go to bed, and the same routine happens over and over again. When you retire, you're pretty much with each other a lot more than when you're working, at least 40 hours more. And whether you have your separate interests or your hobbies or friends or whatever your avocations are, gray divorce has been record numbers for the last many, many years. And so that reprioritization, that fresh look at your partner, you may say, wow, I'm even more in love than I've ever been. I get to spend a whole lot more time with this person I love so much or not. And so we've got to understand gray divorce with its rampant percentages keep going up will essentially, in most cases, reduce your net worth by 50%. He goes his way, she goes her way, half of the, of the nest egg. Cost of living doubles because you each have to get your own place. So it is a huge shift in how that limited budget is now going to be spent. And you've got half the cost at twice the overhead. And can your portfolio handle that? And so it is a sad reality. We've seen it happen many, many times over the last many, many years. Life is full of surprises. And sadly, sometimes divorce can... um, ruin your whole portfolio design and and the commensurate income from it. Yeah, divorced or not, another thing that to be wary of or be aware of is is taking on new debt when you're in retirement. You're on a fixed income and now you go and you buy the uh, 
the car, the boat, the RV. Um, again, you, you, you're ready to travel the world and, and drive across the U S in a, in an RV, you now have an interest rate. If you, if you didn't pay cash, if you financed it, have you um, seen the cost of these RVs these days are a hundred grand plus they're not, you know, five, 10, 20, <laughs> 20 grand. No, you, you could get up to you know half a million for these, these things. So anytime that you're changing your spending, you really just need to be aware. You need to make a plan and, and, and know these, these things ahead of time. You know, as a lot of people say, you know, when you, when you're making a dream board or your retirement, you should be considering, okay, what, what type of things do I want to buy? What kind of things am I going to do? Factor in all the potential costs and then you can see what that, that looks like. There's actually software that we have that can look at your portfolio and add and subtract things. You know, what, what's the confidence level if we uh, buy an RV versus whether we don't? Are, are we still in the green or does that put us in the red? So again, it, it all comes down to planning and, but just being aware. And I, and, and I think that's what we're doing today is, is making people aware of some things that maybe they aren't considering currently. And the last one, how about market fluctuations? The market is always going to give me positive returns every year. Wrong, wrong, wrong. And we all think stock market's been great. We've got all these wonderful years. Well, the reality of it is on average every seven years, the market produces a negative return. What happens to my portfolio while well, you're drawing down principal? And what if we have a couple of years of negative returns? What if we have some crisis? We saw in 2001, we had the, the dot-com crisis. 2008, the Great Recession, where portfolios were down up to 50%. And so those are not fun years. Those are exceptional years. We don't get those often. But what if it happens in the first year or two of your retirement? There's a thing called sequence of performance. And if the sequence of performance in the first couple of years is negative, it has a dramatic impact on the drawdown of your portfolio. So we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Who would have thought of pandemic? Who would have thought of a great recession? These are things that we are surprised by, but we have to factor in and have a little bit of a cushion when we're taking into account the reality of life. Market fluctuations are real. They're going to be there. We'd never know when they're going to come, but it's, it's important. So some of the issues we've talked about, and thanks, Joel, for chipping in. Again, we don't want you to run out of money in retirement. I'm not sitting here guaranteeing you'll never, ever run out of money. There are a lot of, of challenges, but we, we hold our clients' hands throughout these years, and we have a pretty good finger on the pulse of how to react to some of these issues, understand the throughput, the income and the outgo, and balance those out as best we can, given all the surprises that we may encounter. Any questions about how to budget? We've got some really sophisticated software that give you the probability of success in retirement, the probability of running out of money. Is the software perfect? Absolutely not. But it's a pretty darn good guideline and a pretty pragmatic view looking at a real budget over 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Any questions, give our offices a call. We'd be glad to sit and create a plan for you and understand 
all the bumps that we're going to potentially go through. On this edition of Don't Invest and Forget, a look at the 14 signs you might run out of money in retirement. Now, of course, none of us have a crystal ball. It's impossible to predict exactly what's going to happen in the future. But you can create a strategy, a budget, to help you better manage your finances and encourage you to be a good steward of your financial life. Having a plan, a strategy in place that will carry you to and through retirement is frankly something that we all need. If you'd like to have perhaps a second opinion on your current budget planning and get a better understanding as to how much you'll need for retirement or potentially how long your retirement nest egg may last, why not schedule that complimentary financial health and retirement plan review in any of the Bay Area offices of Vitucci and Associates? It's absolutely without cost or obligation, and you can schedule your appointment in person or have the appointment held by phone or over the Internet. To schedule yours today, call toll-free 888-PLAN-WISE, 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E. If you prefer, you can also schedule your appointment conveniently online. Simply go to don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. While there, you can not only schedule your appointment, but take advantage of interesting and compelling articles and other tools and resources to help you better manage your financial life. Call toll-free 888-PLAN-WISE, that's 888-752-6947, or go to don'tinvestandforget.com. You've been listening to Don't Invest and Forget with author and investment advisor, Pat Fatucci. To gain more information about any of the topics discussed on today's program, or to schedule your appointment for a no-obligation financial plan tune-up in one of Bay Area offices of Atucci & Associates near you, go to don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. Or call toll-free 888-PLAN-WISE. That's 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E. Or visit don'tinvestandforget.com. Program guests and Craig Roberts not affiliated with Vitucci and Associates. Information provided for illustrative purposes only does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information obtained from sources deemed reliable, but accuracy and completeness not guaranteed. Vitucci and Associates have no liability for information discussed. Consult with qualified investment, tax, or legal professional prior to taking action. Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA, SIPC, Vitucci and Associates, and United Planners Financial Services are not affiliated. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.